Steam floated overhead, and bubbles carried Faya's reflection from one side of the sea to another. Faya sailed atop a sponge on what seemed like an ocean to her, but was actually just an overflowing bathtub. Whenever she came close to what she thought was the edge of the world, Grandpa would turn her sponge around so that she could start her voyage all over again. Hey, Gramps? Faya asked as she brushed her soaked wing through the water. Hi, Faya. Grandpa couldn't see her on account of the hot towel over his face. A great deal of Grandpa was submerged beneath the sea, like an iceberg. Well, not really, because his belly still poked up through the water. Do you like water? What kind of question is that, little bird? I don't know. A smart one, I guess. Grandpa's laugh shook his belly, and his belly shook the sea. Waves crashed against Faya's sponge, and she almost fell overboard. Good thing Grandpa's hand was there to save her. Aye, maybe. <laughs> but I don't think that's what you wanted to ask. You're right, Grandpa, Faya said and looked overboard to her teensy reflection. A lonely baby bird stared up at her. Always am. Faya felt her feathers tremble. Why am I alone? What? Alone? Nay, you aren't alone! He sat up, and another wave crashed into Faya's boat. What am I, chopped liver? No, you're Grandpa. It's a saying, Faya. Grandpa pulled the towel from his face and grinned down at Faya. Not mine. I didn't say that. They laughed together, but Faya mostly faked it that time. She swam forward so her boat could knock against her grandfather's belly. She fluttered her wings, but they were so wet and heavy she couldn't get up. He took her in his large hands and positioned her right atop the roundest part of his stomach. <laughs> what makes you say that you're alone? You've got me, Epona, Gangawat, Biggs, and the goat! Grandpa! That ain't their names? Ah, close enough. Not to mention there's still that pregnant lady. Pregnant? What's pregnant? Oh, right. <coughs> I mean the fat lady. Oh, her. Faya said, shaking her feathers fast as she could to get the water off of them. She's pregnant. Are you pregnant too, Gramps? Oh, 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 oh let's hope not. <laughs> He scooped up Faya and put her atop his head. His hair wasn't all that wet before she got there, so it made for the perfect place to dry off. Ah, uh, Faya, I could take some time off from work to... Mm -mm. Grandpa's gotta make orisons so I can get bigger, remember? Ah, that's right! He smacked his head and Faya almost tumbled off. Good thing she entangled herself in his curly red locks. I did say that! Was wondering why I kept showing up to a job I hate. He reached up and ran his smallest fingers across Faya's head. If it's not me you're missing, then who? The other kids aren't bullying you, are they? Course not. I'm the strongest. And Epona said I'm cool, so everybody's gotta believe it. Faya scurried across Grandpa's scalp. It wasn't a long journey, but it took some time anyway. She peeked over and sought out her reflection again, and found it in one of the many bubbles that glided by. Each bubble showed a sadder her than the one before, so she tried popping them, but couldn't reach. I thought Epona was the only horsey, 
but when I went over to her house, her mommy and sister had horsey legs too. Faya felt her chest get tight. Brock's mommy and daddy are fat, like him. And, and Gan's big brother is also pretty and Puka's daddies are goats too. <sighs> Everyone in the village looks like somebody else, except me. I'm all alone. Faya. Grandpa said, but didn't continue much after that, though he did pet her again, which she liked. I love Grandpa, Faya said, but it was so hard and she didn't know why. But he doesn't have feathers or a horn. He doesn't feel when people are mad at him. Grandpa isn't the same as me, and I don't think anyone is. And you don't think that fact alone makes you special, Faya? Grandpa plucked her from his head and dropped her into his palm. He smiled at her, and it was too hard to resist parroting his expression. Because I sure do. Even if there's nobody else in all the cosmos like Faya, that wouldn't be a bad thing. Because we've got Faya, and she's plenty Faya for all of us. You say that like being Faya's a good thing? Why? There's no greater honor than to know the one and only Faya. Because she's the coolest. Epona said so. (laughs) (laughs) Faya laughed so much her feathers shook, and Grandpa laughed so much his belly jiggled. So many waves filled the ocean that it splashed over the sides. From time to time, Faya would feel lonely. But her grandfather would always be there to remind her that she wasn't alone. Thea rests atop her flying spaghetti monster right outside of Dunsky. Well, not right outside the castle. She's smart enough to put some distance between herself and Skaha's ugly old fortress. Anna skips out of the solid black stone castle and waves at Thea. Faya turns over and faces away from her twin. Even though Faya can't see her, she feels Anna approaching through her feathers. How long do you plan on staying out here? Anna asks, putting her hands on her hips. You've got to come in at some point. Don't wanna? Not gonna, Faya says, trying not to pay Anna a look. It's harder than she thought it'd be. So you're just gonna wait here? Anna's hands leave her hips and end up underneath her armpits. A tilt works its way into her shoulders and she arches her eyebrows. Till you're ready to go, I guess? Ah, so you're waiting for me? Anna seeks out Faya's gaze, but she's elusive and just rolls over again to avoid eye contact. You know, I think you actually like having me around. Never said I did, Faya says, closing her eyes. Never said I didn't. Yeah, that's three. You don't say a lot of things, but I'm starting to understand what your silence means. What does Faya's silence mean? It's silence, so it doesn't mean anything. That's just another dumb Anna-like thing to say. If this was anyone's first time seeing Faya, like in a passing glance or a hurried exchange, they would probably think nothing of her. A little girl who's far grumpier than anyone her age should be. She isn't friendly, cute, kind, or anything like any other little girl. She's often quiet, and when she isn't, she's so loud and obnoxious that it's probably easy to forget she was ever quiet in the first place. But 
Anna says she understands what Faye's silence means. So then, what's she saying right now? What does a little girl who gave up her home, willingly, say when there's nothing to say at all? What's Anna know of Faya that Faya herself can't even understand? Is Hope okay? Faya asks, rolling onto her back and looking Anna in the eyes at last. Huh? Anna's mouth gapes and her eyes go wide. You're concerned about Hope? Uh, of course I am, idiot. Faya shouts, sitting up. I mean, she's my ace, so... Well, she's been fine. Anna taps her chin and looks away. Yeah, she's fine. What What do you mean, fine? I? Anna tilts her head. Is fine not good? Do you not want her to be fine? Faya tenses up and tries to look away, but Anna skips to the left and blocks her view. Fine is good, so long as she remembers who's boss. Anna plops down. Yeah, gonna be hard, though. She's taking quite a liking to Miss Aoife. Really? Faya brings her knees to her chest and scrunches her nose. Oh yeah, totally. Anna throws her head back and reclines against a nearby noodle. They play together, and Aoife's able to feed her stuff other than regurgitated apple. This might be the best place for Hope. It can be kind of dangerous flying around with her, and it seems like nobody wants to challenge Miss Gaha, so it isn't like they'd have to worry about intruders. Oh, and... I should leave her. Faya blurts out, leaving Anna's mouth gaped yet again and her eyes wide, but not as much as before. I mean, obviously I'd come back when she's grown. You know, for her worship. But for now... You know she wouldn't like that. I know. Skaha doesn't like anything, though. Not Skaha! Hog! Anna says, and when Faya turns to look, she's met with a pointed stare from her twin. She's not fine. Not always. Sometimes she cries. Sometimes for an hour. Sometimes all night. Sometimes we calm her down, but never for long. She cries so much because there's something she wants that we just can't give. Something she wants that they can't give? Aoife's got milk. Plenty, in fact. Anna's got all the annoying, sugary optimism a girl could ask for. There's nobody in the cosmos more strict than Skaha, so what's that leave for Faya? What could Faya offer hope that nobody else could? Show me, Faya says, standing up. Huh? Let's go, Faya says, flicking Anna's forehead. And they do just that. The girls fly over to the castle and enter it without so much as a single stalagmite shooting up at them. Weird. They waltz right in through the front door, which isn't just something people do when they come to Dunsky. Usually, people are skewered on spikes, and if they're so lucky to make it past, then they meet their end by the way of Gay Bolg. Either Skaha's gotten softer, or... Well, that's the only possibility Faya could think of that made any sense at all. How else did Anna manage to get them in the first time? It isn't long before they're greeted. Aoife, the original Jiggles, comes running up, crying hope in tow. Faya! Aoife shouts and drops to a knee before the girl. Faya recoils but can't escape Aoife's embrace. She smothers Faya with her jiggly chest. Are you feeling better? Are you hungry? Do you need a bath? Fancy a drink? Share with the babe, she won't mind. Aoife pulls back, just enough so she can tug the edge of her top, but Faya shoves her away before she can show any more skin. Ugh, gross! 
No thanks, cow. <gasps> cow? That's no way to talk to your auntie. Especially not after I slaved over you and your babe. A bit of thanks would be nice, you know. You're becoming more like that monkey woman each day. Thanks, Thea says sarcastically as she turns her sights on the whining infant in the witch's arms. Swallowing, Thea takes a slow step forward. She holds out her arms and her lips part. A reddish-brown blur flies by Aoife and crashes into Thea. A jab flickers into Thea's gut, putting her on her knees. Skaha looms over her, cracking her knuckles. You've got some nerve coming here, Skaha says, a hard glare trained on Thea. Anna goes to be by Thea's side, but Aoife stands up and gets in her way. I can't believe you. You lose Folius not once, but twice. You embarrass the shade. You embarrass me. You embarrass yourself. You come and go without so much as a hello or goodbye or thank you for saving me, Ars. I was literally seconds away from death. But nay, you're fair. You don't have to be considerate, cause you're all alone. You've got nobody in your corner. Nobody worries about you. Nobody depends on you. Nay, you can just go out like a flame and nobody would be the wiser. Probably think we'd all be better off, ain't that right? And you're so daft. I know Dagda was daft, but even he'd be smart enough not to leave a wee mortal baby unattended. Gee, missed you too, Faya says, coughing up some ichor as she gets to her feet. I just calm like a seam. Skaha's piercing glare grows harsher. Ain't that the truth, Thea says, glaring back at Skaha. Hag. They stare one another down, but neither sheet seems keen on looking away. It's almost quiet in that room of redheads. Sands for the baby crying the entire time. She cries and cries, and when it seems like she might get tired and stop, she takes a breath and cries some more. Oi, baby's crying. Shut it up, would you? Can't. I've been trying all morning. Not you, knockers. I'm talking to the babe's mother. Aoife looks to her sister, nods, and then approaches Faya. She offers the crying baby. Hesitation swells in Faya's stomach, right around the spot where Skaha punched her. It isn't immediate, but Faya does take hope from Aoife. Then it is an instant, because, of course, it wouldn't be. But after rocking her and whispering, Yeah, I know. I know, I'm back. Sorry. Hope stops crying at last. Thea thumbs away Hope's tears and giggles when the baby tries tugging on her fingers, then makes her way to her feathers and even tries clawing at her hair. Thea lets Hope crawl all over her, and soon the two share a genuine laugh with one another. Heat takes to Thea's cheeks when she finds Anna and Aoife smiling at her. Something's got to change, Thea, Skaha says, cutting into the reunion. She's nearly two years old. She doesn't walk. She doesn't talk. Mama. Hope blurts out happily from atop Thea's head, giggling as she pats her horn over and over again. Thea's eyes go so wide they feel poised to pop right out of her head. The moment seems to catch Skaha off guard as well, but the surprised look on her face quickly fades back to gruff aggravation. What? How did... Thea, eyes still wide as saucers, tilts her head towards Anna, who shares a brief and almost nervous look with Aoife. When did... Yeah! <laughs> Anna chuckles nervously and plays with some of her hair, looking away. I, I, I was gonna 
mention that. For a moment, Faya considers shouting, but not because she's angry. <laughs> you can talk now? Faya mutters in awe, slowly rolling her eyes up to catch a glimpse of the baby as she reaches down, apparently trying to grab hold of Faya's nose. Hope giggles again and pats Faya's forehead three times in quick succession, mumbling something utterly indecipherable. <laughs> well, kinda, Faya says with a soft laugh, grinning. Skaha clears her throat. Okay, so the babe can talk, but the point still stands. You haven't stopped to teach her anything. Do you just expect her to grow up into a divinity spewing machine? Faya's smile fades. Yeah? You need to foster the prayers inside of her. Divinity is something that builds within mortals. It swells up and is only at its ripest when they're praying to someone they truly believe in. Skaha turns her back on Faya. So, you can stay here. Train if you need to. You'll have access to my armory, my library, my arena, everything. Why would I want to stay here? Faya asks, knowing that even if she did, Skaha wouldn't want her here. Cause you don't want to lose anyone else. Skaha doesn't bother looking back. You want to control your powers. You want hope to pray to you. And for that to happen, you need to be whipped into shape until you become a god worth worshipping. Faya grits her teeth. Her feathers start to ruffle, but stop when she feels Anna's hand on her back. Okay, Faya says, looking at her own hand. Just until I can handle my power, and Hope is able to walk and talk or whatever. Me too, Anna says, stepping up by Faya's side. I know I'm a liability, and that I've got room for improvement, Anna locks eyes with Faya. But I want to help Faya. I want to be there for her, no matter what. Annie... Faya trails off and attempts hiding her face. Shut up! Okay, what the hell was that? Faya's chest just got really tight all of a sudden. Weird. Hope it doesn't happen again. Also, there was this woman who took someone very important from me, if it's possible. I want to be able to- Not interested. Skaha shrugs, crosses her arms, and turns up her nose. One of you is already too much. Old, grisly eyes zero in on Anna. I'm used to Faya and idiots like her. Someone soft as you has no place as one of my students. Which is why she'll be one of mine! Eva practically sings as she bounces up between them. Her hand falls atop Anna's hand, and she sneers at her grumpier, shorter sister. You can train Faya, and I'll show Anna the ropes. Maybe we can make some honest competition out of it. Just like in the good old days. Red almost completely overtakes Anna's face. Tears bubble over the edges of her eyes, and she embraces Aoife's pencil-thin midsection. Aye, whatever. Some conditions, though. Don't be loud. Don't be a nuisance. Don't annoy me. Be a good girl and stay out of my way. Skaha looks over her shoulders and for the first time that day, into Faya's eyes. The tightness in Faya's chest returns. Use your powers every day. All of them, even the ones that burn. Do it until you understand how they work. Then make things right in Valius. 
Spor. Paljes. I'm so excited! Such an exclamation was pointless, considering how obvious Anna's excitement is, given the way she's bouncing around Fea as she leads the way down one dim, unkempt hall after another. You don't say, Fea says while letting Hope play with her fingers. Do you think we'll have bunk beds? Oh, oh we should paint our room! Anna cups her chin and walks with her back faced forward. I'm thinking pink, but I bet you want red. So maybe we could agree on a rosier color? <laughs> Don't care, Thea says, pulling Anna out of the way of a suit of armor she almost bumps into. Pink's fine, I guess. <laughs> Should we stay up all night? Anna dances in place. No, that's stupid. Let's go to bed extra early so we can be right on time for training in the morning. <laughs> Do you think Skaha's gonna make us breakfast? Shaking her head, Anna frowns and flaps her arms. Do you think she's gonna make us drink raw eggs? We're here, Thea says as she stops in front of where they'll be staying for the remainder of their training. Anna continues twirling around Thea as they enter a room with little much but a single queen-size bed and a matching dresser. There aren't even any curtains. Anna freezes. It ain't much to look at. Skaha stopped cleaning it when, uh... I love it! Anna does one last gleeful little pirouette. The twirl carries her to the center of the room where she stops, throws up her arms, and flashes a bright, toothy smile at Fea. I love it so much! Really? You're excited to share a room with me? I'm more excited to share a room with Hope, to be honest. She throws herself onto the bed, causing dust to fly up from all corners of the room. Oh, <clears throat> I'm kidding! Anna coughs too, then motions Faya over. Faya approaches with some hesitance, but once she reaches the bed, she too leaps onto it, and dust once again fills the room. They cough and giggle, chortle and sneeze together. Even little Hope giggles whenever she herself isn't hacking. I'm happy because I get to be with you from now on, Faya, Anna says, inching her fingers towards Faya. And you want that? Thea asks, not moving away. Their fingers lock, just like their sapphire gazes. <laughs> of course! I want it. Thruth's not making me stay. Neither is Jesus, or Athena, or you. I'm here because I want to be. She rolls over and stares up at the cobwebbed ceiling. Thea follows suit. I know it's not gonna be perfect. Maybe my excitement will wear off when you go back to yelling at me. Or maybe the training will be too much for me to take. Who knows? All it takes is the slightest turn for the girls to end up back in each other's gazes again. What I do know is that I want to be here with Hope. Anna runs her finger across Hope's cheek and up to Faya's. With you. Faya, red as the hair on her head, puffs out her cheeks. I don't know what got into you, Annie, but you're way more annoying now. Blame yourself. Now I know you need me. Anna puts a hand over her own chest. I'll try to be the best, best big sister I can be. Big sister? Hey, why do you get to be the big sister? I'm taller. I'm tougher. I'm sweeter. I'm smarter. I eat more. I'm louder. I'm more hygienic. I'm, uh, cuter. <laughs> Shut up! 
Squeaking, Faya buries her face in Hope's afro. <laughs> Laughter erupts from Anna. It looks like the little godling finally has some sway over Faya and she can't stand it. It feels all too familiar, and Faya wonders if it should. Maybe she's getting too comfortable too fast? Maybe it's Phallius all over again. If it is, then Faya wants things to be different this time. She doesn't want to lose Hope or Anna. Faya. Anna's soft voice lifts Faya's attention from Hope's hair. I want to talk. About that domain. Oh. About all of the domains. What do you mean? Faya asks, hoping to sound like her usual confident self, but knowing her ruffling feathers are a dead giveaway. Sitting up, Anna crosses her legs and faces Faya head on. It's only now setting in how uneasy it feels to be stared at like this, but Faya tries handling it. The shaking in her feathers grow faster, and soon Anna's feathers join them in their terrified tremble. If you're counting on Hope's worship someday, then why are you still taking domains? Anna asks, sounding so much smarter than she did when Faya met her. The question hits Faya pretty hard. Not as hard as Herc or Odohime even, but a lot harder than Gilgamesh, Perun, or so many others she's fought. Would she fall apart like she so often does? No, because the attack doesn't hurt outside, it's on the inside. Would she get mad? That's always the easiest solution. She did it at Corb's tavern and in that village they visited. Looking up, Faya can see that Anna seems dead set on getting an answer. Maybe Faya owes Anna that much after sticking by her side all this time. First comes a breath, a heavy sigh that sinks Faya's shoulders. Then a nod, feathers shaking all the while. Memories of her grandfather bullet to the forefront of Faya's mind, none of them good. All she can remember is how weak she was and how she couldn't do anything to stop the bad people or herself. That powerless feeling tightens her grip on hope, as though someone were waiting in the wings to snatch the baby up right then and there. If you're not ready... N no I can. It's just hard, you know? Yeah. I know. A group of strong people hurt my grandpa. They're called the Archangels, and I'm not sure I can beat them. I'm worried Hope's prayer won't be enough. It's obvious Anna wanted to speak. Why wouldn't she? That's so Anna. But Faya just keeps going, preferring for Anna to listen. You probably think I shouldn't do this alone, but I do. I can't ask anyone to fight for me. Grandpa tried, and, and now he's gone. So, no- Faya's voice falters, so she tries again. No more, okay? I understand, Anna says, thankfully. I want as much power as I can get before I go pick in this fight. If you were to win this fight, would you still need all the domains you took? Anna asks, causing Faya to tilt her head and squint. What are you saying, Annie? You wouldn't need all that extra divinity after you've won, right? Would you maybe? Possibly. I don't know. You're asking if I'd give them back. No. Yeah, I guess I could. Just never thought that far ahead. 
A laugh bubbles out of Fea, and her restless feathers soften. <laughs> Never thought of a best-case scenario. <laughs> well, things are different now. <laughs> You've got me whether you like it or not, so I'd say your chances are double what they were before. It's so ironic to Fea that someone as sheltered as Anna would be the one to give her a new perspective. Here Fea was, the more traveled of the two, and she figured things could only play out one way. Still, Fea doubts things can wrap up as tidily as Anna seems to think, but if this makes Anna and her happy for the time being, then Faye is willing to give it a shot. Okay, here's the game plan, so listen up. Faye claps her hand, Hope giggles, and Anna snaps to attention. We're gonna train with the hags and get badass new powers. Yeah, badass! Then we're gonna conquer Midgard. Faye says, punching her fist into her hand. Yeah, take over the world! Then I'm gonna kick Angel ass. Faya rolls onto her back, tosses Hope up, then catches the baby atop her foot where she balances her. Yeah! Anna punches at the air in front of her. Kick an angel ass! And if I don't die? Faya sits up, snatches Hope before she can hit the bed, and smirks at Anna. I'll return all the domains I stole. Anna throws her arms up. Yay! We're not gonna die! Both girls let themselves fall back and burst into laughter. The plan might have sounded ridiculous, but they came up with it together. So even if Faya tries to go back on it tomorrow, at least for right now, she doesn't feel like she has to face this alone. Even if she's still totally going to face the Archangels alone. Even though she can't help directly, Anna will be there, rooting for Faya, and making everything a little less scary. A loud, thundering boom cuts through Anna's laughter. A bright light flashes at the center of the room. The light dims, revealing Thruth. On sight, Faya throws a pillow at Thruth, but she catches this. <laughs> this one yours, or Anna's? Thruth asks, eyeing it. Mine, idiot. Hmm, okay. Electricity surges in Thruth's palm, and she incinerates the pillow. You turd, leave! Faya sets down Hope, hops out of bed, and rushes at Thruth, who just steps out of the way of Faya's attack, leaving her to smash face first into the dresser. Okay. Thruth says, offering a hand to Anna. Let's go. Okay. Anna takes Thruth's hand. Thruth pulls her close and wraps an arm around Anna's waist. They both eye Faya. Uh, you're leaving? But, but you said... Unlike Faya, Hope seems to find this development absolutely hilarious. Don't go burning down the castle, you big baby. I'm bringing her right back. There's a few things I want to grab from my old room. We won't be gone long. Feathers shuffle around Faya's collar, a timid quiver that works its way towards Anna's skirt. Faya's sure she feels her. <sighs> Promise you'll come back? Because you're the one who said you'd always be with me. You're not a liar now, are you? A smile overtakes Anna's face, and even Thruth, for as little as she likes Faya, musters a small grin. I promise, Anna says as she and Thruth become lightning. The pair flies from the room, leaving Faya and a giggling Hope behind. Once again, dust flies up in the room, and Faya and Hope can do little else but cough together. God Complex is produced by Name Pending Creations. Featuring music by Jeremy King, art by Zoe Cox, and the voices of Jessica Rusheski, Ben Balmaceda, Elsie Lovelock, Tamara Fritz, 
and Kate Page. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support the production, consider pledging to us at www.patreon.com npc. Every little bit helps in making the show better for listeners like you. Thank you.